Aaron, we haven't had an episode that's just been you and me in a while, I feel. Yeah. I and it realized, hasn't been that long. <laughs> I realized when I was catching up, I was like, oh, it's been a while. It's been a bit. Bestie, I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad it feels, to be back. It feels right because it's like, I love Brian so much, but he and I both know the Vampire Diaries. It's so fun to have you because you don't know shit. <laughs> like, that's the fun part. Oh, uh, I mean, I know it a little bit, you know, because I watched Legacies, but I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of fun picture. because you know the end point. We're just right. arcing towards it and you right. don't know how we get there. Like, I'm, I'm literally trying to figure out, is this the moment where she dies? No, not yet. Hey, hi, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Friday's Vampire Days. Make it continues too late. This week, we are watching Season 6, Episode 10, Christmas Through Your Eyes. I'm BM, joined by my co-host, Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hi. This episode, uh, I've been trying to shout out who wrote and directed these episodes more. So this episode, written by Caroline Dries and directed by Michael Alowitz. Um, Michael Alowitz, prolific TVDU director, actually. Oh, has really? written, has like directed a lot of episodes. He started in season four. He directed a bunch in season five. Um, he directed the finale of TVD, and he also he also directed the finale of Legacies. Oh, which finale? The like finale finale? The finale finale of Legacies. Oh, they were going out with a bang. He also directed, I want to point out, one kind of banger um, episode in the originals. He directed quite a few episodes in the originals, but he also directed Fruit of the Poison Tree in season one, which was an episode oh. that we thought was fucking banging. So, yeah, I remember that title. Michael Olowitz, you're my bestie. You're, you're kind you directed of a, a ton of episodes. He also directed uh, Welcome to Paradise, which was the third episode of this season, which was the closest we've all come to a perfect score. This oh, guy directs kind of banger episodes. He's just a legend. He's just a legend. It, honestly, Michael, you're kind of a legend, my guy. Uh, so <laughs> I just wanted to point that out because this guy writes, this guy directs banger episodes. Caroline Dries, also a pretty consistent writer for TVD. So this episode... It's all right. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. So, the wiki summary of this episode, the first season, the first, sorry, the first sentence of the wiki summary for this episode is with the holidays approaching, Bonnie attempts to replicate her favorite traditions while reminiscing about happier times with her friends. This was such a nice episode simply because i really like the transitions between the flashbacks and bodies present today i really liked it can i tell you one thing that really bothered me about the flashbacks yeah they are not freshmen in high school guys <laughs> guys you cannot ask fucking at this point candace was pushing i think probably 26 you cannot ask that woman to play a freshman in high school <laughs> Mom, I'm a freshman in high school. I can handle adult conversations. Girl, you are wearing a face full of makeup. <laughs> like, girl, you have a child. Right. It's so, no, you know what's the funny part is? I feel like it's such like a no-no in like American TV. But in K-dramas, 
They do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> There's, because, like, I feel like, um, especially, like, going back to school times is such, like, a common trope in K-dramas. Here's the thing. <laughs> is this episode didn't even give anybody bangs. You got to give somebody the fake bangs. Because bangs does make you look a little younger. That's a fact. It does. That's a fact. It just, I texted the group chat as soon as I got this fucking, to this quote where Caroline's like, I'm a freshman in high school. I can handle adult conversations. And I'm like, bestie, you look like you're 30. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) They didn't even try, though, is the thing. Yeah. And like, like, but also not to say, not to be rude or anything. I'm so sorry, white people, but you guys age horribly. Candace cannot pull off freshmen in high school. They could barely pull off juniors in high school when this show started. Right, You're telling right. me you want to go back further? Like, Come on. It's di- I feel like it's different when you're, like, not white. Because, like, I feel like yeah. a lot of not white people, like, they they age a little differently. You know? They got a little more youthfulness in their face. Not yeah, everybody, yeah. but like, Correct. like a, there's like there's like a like for me, for example, I will say that I have pretty good genes. Like I still look like I'm in high school to people. All right. And I'm about to turn yeah. twenty-five. Is that correct? I don't know. When you get older, <laughs> you forget your age a lot. So I think I'm about to turn twenty-five. Right? And this year I turned twenty-five. I still look like I could pass for a high schooler. You know? Yeah. It just, this line just dro- drives me up a fucking wall. It's, it's so, just so, so funny. I think. I think it's funny. I think. It's funny, but I was also like, I. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's like, I think it's funny because they have to establish that we're in fr- we're freshmen right now because that, that doesn't make any sense if you didn't know that. Um, so no, like, it let me- does. It's just like, it, it for sure, like, it needed to happen because. Um, like it needed to happen because we saw all the stuff. Then we get like the, the <laughs> um, right before this line is Caroline's mom telling her that her dad's not going to be there because, you know, he's helping his friend Steven move a couch or whatever. Uh-huh. And that's what prompts Caroline to say the like, I'm a freshman in high school. I can handle it. conversations line. But, like, it also really makes me laugh that you're just like, oh, okay, so you guys are just, you're predating this? That's what we're doing? I didn't realize this was a fucking flashback until that moment when I was like, oh, you're supposed to be younger, I guess. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm sorry. We can actually talk to the ep- talk about the episode now. It's just that that line, it just really... It just like, really, <laughs> yeah. And like, here's the it thing too. Off. I just think that. Oh wait, this is unrelated to the age thing, but like to the content. But like, I think also the fact that Caroline's mom has issues later on in this episode. Uh huh. Really nice way to like frame these these back these um. Flashback, flashback scenes with not only Bonnie but also with Caroline who's now dealing with the issues of her mother. Um, yeah. Which I think is nice. 
This episode opens with uh, Joe calling Alaric uh, from the hospital. She's saying that she's going to be late for dinner. Teens are being brought in with like mysterious like slasher wounds and stuff. And Joe tries to ask one victim like what happened. And her back is turned as somebody rises up on the, from the gurney behind her. And it's Kai covered in blood. And he just says, you know, like I stabbed her before he injects Joe with something to knock her out. Oh. Uh so you know. Can I just say also I get why you like Kai. I get why you like Kai. Do you get it now? Do you understand? (laughs) I'm glad you see the light. You haven't been here for a lot of the Kai shenanigans. You kinda had to catch up on them, but like, yeah. I I get it. Like after catching up something. I get it. He's something, man. Love him. He's my bestie. He's like the worst, but also love him. <laughs> He's the worst, actually. Cut to 1994. Bonnie. Or wait, sorry. 2000. Sorry, not 1994. We go to 2007 first. This is a lot of flashbacks this episode, gang. This is going to be one where I just read off the transcript of the wiki. And that's just what we do, you know? (laughs) So in Mystic Falls, 2007, the town is gathered for Christmas festivities. Elena's putting like way too many marshmallows in her hot chocolate. Uh, When she gets hit by a snowball, she turns, she sees Bonnie. And they have like a cute friend back and forth. And they're like, all right, let's go find Caroline. She's right over there. And this is happier times. And then it like hard cuts to Bonnie alone dragging a tree across the parking lot of school. So much. And you're like, oh, this is going to be like that bitch of an episode, isn't it? And that shot is framed so beautifully. It's so good. Like, and Bonnie's just like ignoring the eclipse. She's like, nope, today is not May 10th, 1994. It is. It is. It is Christmas time. And she is keeping track. And like, yeah, so true, bestie. She's like, there's something so like beautiful about that overhead shot of like, because there's so much space around her. But then she's just like yeah. in the middle, dragging this tree. Like it's like so, in a way, it's kind of empowering too. I love it's her. So it's so good. It's so so good. At Whitmore, back in present day now, uh, Caroline's talking with her mom while walking to her dorm room, and you know she's like she's on the phone. She's like, you know, I figured we were just skipping Christmas this year. You know, the part considering where I die when I cross the border into my hometown. And Liz is like, what happened to Christmas being your favorite time of year? (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking like this right now, gang. I don't know what's going on with me. It's very early today. (laughs) Uh, Karen's like, you know, it was my favorite time of year when I could actually live in my own house and help decorate the town tree and drink hot cocoa with my friends. And Caroline opens the door to her dorm room and she sees her mom inside surrounded by boxes of Christmas decorations and her mom's you know like I figured just because you can't come home for the holidays doesn't mean the holidays can't come home to you 
which is so cute. I love these two. <sighs> Me too. Does it ever, it's like, go ahead. Does it ever hit you the fact that Caroline's like the only person in this show with like a functional parent? Wow. You're so right. And like, I'm sorry. Fair, does that ever hit you? <laughs> to be fair, she had one dysfunctional parent, but he's gone now. So like. And he was incredibly dysfunctional. Let's not get it twisted. He was vampire conversion therapy dysfunctional. Okay. Right, right, right. But Liz Forbes, she's kind of my bestie. Oh, I love her. She's like such a good mom. She is such a good mom. Love you. And that's why I think this episode hurts so much. Yeah. This episode and the journey we're about to go on hurt so goddamn much. Yeah. It does. It's 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 so like upsetting in a way. It's so upsetting. Like it's so upsetting. And does it ever hit you that Margaret McIntyre, who plays Liz Forbes, uh, was also in the writers' room for this season? Like she, she, like, she is a pretty consistent writer across TV. She did this. <laughs> like this is this is her fault. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> Like, I can't say it's purely, like, I can't say it's purely, like, her fault. Because what if she just walked into the writer's room one day and they were like, hey, Bessie, we've decided, I think we're going to kill off Liz Forbes, but we're going to make it really emotional. And what if Margaret McIntyre just walked into work one day and saw that up on the whiteboard? Like, okay. But also, you know she was in on this. This is a sick stunt that Margaret McIntyre was in on. Right. She, like, she planned this out herself like no way did she was no way was she like not writing herself out you know what i mean like she had a vision and i'm upset about it this is so it's just so sick and twisted and i know i've been through this before but fuck if it's not sick and twisted Mm -hmm. i agree i agree i agree who else walks into caroline's dorm room but Stefan, with two boxes of Christmas lights. He's like, hey, I didn't know which ones you wanted, so I got both. And Caroline is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Stefan's just like, your mom needed Christmas lights, man. I don't know. And I know Stefan and I have not been besties recently. I am aware of that. This moment is kind of a really funny Stefan moment, actually. This episode is like kind of redemption. He's getting there. He's certainly getting there. He's 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 start he's building it up. And eventually we're gonna see we're gonna see that redemption arc. Exactly. And it starts with these little Christmas lights. Right. Hard cut to the Whitmore bar. The skull bar. Tell me why Damon is just sleeping in public. <laughs> Tell me why. They have this whole big table covered in old books, and Damon's just like conked the fuck out. Hey, my guy, it's like three in the afternoon. What's your problem? What's your he's deal? Been up, he's been up all night studying. Don't mind him. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think rule of thumb number one: I don't mind actual college students sleeping wherever they can get the sleep. It's all right, besties. You're doing your best. Get your sleep in. Damon, though, boy, get your ass up. You're a vampire. You don't even need to sleep. Get your ass up. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Anyway, they have like a 
Elaine and Damon have another moment that I guess could be considered cute. I guess. I don't know. I'm not. I'm still not into it, actually. I know we've gone through the like breakup phase and now they're like working the- to get back together. But like, God, it happened so quickly, too. I know. Like, Why did she get show- memories back after like one episode? She Let like linger a little bit. God, she like it's the crazy part is too. she like. Was with this guy for like five seconds and then they were like, OK, now we got to get rid of him. Like, what was the point? And at the end of the what day, because you, like you didn't do anything with him. They didn't develop ba- barely at all. And now, oh, I'm back with Damon. Come on. Like, fuck you. Honestly. Give me a fucking break. Fuck you. I deserve fuck more. Fuck you. I'm tired. I'm tired of this shit. Me too. Uh, so they are trying to look through Rick's um, reference library uh, to try and find anything about an ascendant. I guess their their train of thought here is that if they can make another ascendant or repair the pieces of the one that Kai broke, then like they can get back and get Bonnie. All right, bestie. Um, Alaric calls and says that he hasn't seen Joe since yesterday. Uh, and that she's missing. Uh, so then we hard cut to Alaric's place with Elena, Alaric, and Damon. Uh, Damon tries to fucking... <laughs> Damon tries to do like a, hey, not to give you boyfriend lessons or anything, but if you knew Joe's whack job brother was out on the loose after her, don't you think that keeping an eye on her would have been a smart move? And Alaric was like... And what would you have me do, Damon? Ask you to compel Joe to stay put? And like, so true. I love when these two fucking hate each other, actually. I know... All right. I know that Alaric and Damon are besties. I get that. Mm-hmm. I... I think it's fun when they hate each other a little bit. I agree. I think this episode is fun. They work best when they're bickering. But that's Damon and most people, That's actually. just Damon in general, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Works better when he's bickering with somebody. Because that's, like, his main role in the show, I feel like. Is to be contrary? Yeah. Correct. So... Elena's like, Guy, guys, if Kai has Joe, we need a plan. And Damon's like, yeah, plan's easy. Find Kai, kill Kai, done. And then we hard cut to the Lockwood mansion where Tyler's like, bottom line, we need to keep Kai alive. And I fucking <laughs> love this cut. This show is a comedy. The show's really a comedy. Is. It's so funny. <laughs> Tyler, Luke, and Liv effectively are like Tyler, Luke and Liv are on the side of keeping Kai alive to make him merge with Joe so that the twins so that Luke and Liv then don't have to merge. Cool. Great. Luke is like never about this. He's like, yeah, then Kai becomes the most powerful witch in our coven and goes on a killing spree. Like it's going to become our problem one way or another. I'm so sorry to say, but nobody listens to him and literally Luke's right. Right. I agree Luke with Luke is correct. Justice for Luke. 
It's just like, no one ever wants to listen to the smart person in the group who's making like leaps and bounds in terms of connections. Everyone's just like, the first thought that comes out of somebody's mind, they're like, let's go with it. Right? And then it's not until like, because the crazy part is then what Luke says, right, becomes like, instrumental into how the rest of the episode plays out and again he's exactly right right he's correct like it just people just like he's like no one's using their brains no one's using their brains at all come on come on it's just Uh, so, uh, Damon calls Matt and Jeremy to try and get them to get on the lookout for Kai. Matt and Jeremy are not going to do this because they don't give a shit, which is like, girl, girlies, you guys need to think like three steps ahead. Right. More than just one, I swear. Come on. I'm telling you, no one in the show is using their brains. Nobody in the show is using their damn brains. And that's why we get into situations like this episode. Like this. Uh, so Matt and Jeremy are going to try and kill Enzo this right. episode. That's their whole thing, is that they're going to try and kill Enzo. Matt's, I mean, Enzo, I don't like you, but also Matt's just becoming the worst, I guess. Matt's just the fucking worst. I saw this TikTok um, of this person. I don't really follow them, but like sometimes I watch their videos. They frequently show up on my For You page. And they're just, they're like part of their shtick is just like hating on Matt. As they should. Matt fucking sucks. They're like, Matt's the worst. Like, they're like, one of their uh, TikToks was like, um, protect your child from ever being bullied again or get rid of Matt Donovan from the vampire. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no, you didn't. Or something like that. I don't remember what they did exactly. But they were like, I was like, dang, everyone just hates Matt, huh? I mean, we're all justified, but like, they're one of the worst characters ever. Never does anything for like the first five seasons, and then gets like a oh I'm a I'm a vampire hunter now arc. Like oh, don't make that face. Yeah. Worst character. Like he's fucking sucks. And like I don't even like Enzo. Like Enzo could go to hell for all I care. But like just the way that Matt's like going about it. Just Matt like, just fucking sucks. And sucks. this episode, you can tell that Jeremy also kind of thinks that Matt sucks. Right. <laughs> like, like, like everyone thinks you suck, dude. Like, do you not realize the harm that you're doing to, like, the people around you? Stop it. Give me something here, Matt. Right now, Matt's giving me nothing but vampire racist, and I'm so sick of him. Like, okay, Matt, we get it. You don't like vampires, even though, like, all your friend group. Like, half your friend group are vampires. Like, that's the thing, too. It doesn't make any sense. Because you have friends who are vampires. Like, like, like. And also, again, 
we got, we like, like, like we've done, we've done this storyline before. Right, right. We did this. He, Jeremy already mentioned that, that we did this already. We already did this one. Why are you here again? <laughs> like they could not come up with anything interesting from that. So then they just gave Jer- him Jeremy's old plot line. And it's like Jeremy's old plot was at least interesting, you know? Right, like it at was least supernatural reason behind exactly. it. Matt's just and being like, a dick to be a dick. Like, come on. <sighs> so unfortunate. I like, and like, I get it. You know, maybe he's like feeling like annoyed at the world because he keeps seeing people die around him. But then, like, change friend groups. Just just change friend groups. Like, you already knew what you were getting into, right? When, like, everyone around you started turning into vampires, right? Get new friends. Get new friends. Like, move out of Mystic Falls and get some new friends. Like, do what Stefan did, but actually, like, what Stefan did, like, he didn't need to do because, like, he has friends and people he care about him. He was unnecessary in it. But you, you, on, you yeah, on the you other hand, you can go and live somewhere else and live a normal life and no one will and the funny part is no one will come looking for you because you're not even that relevant to the story like just get out of here come on anyway i have more problems with this but we'll talk about it later so now (laughs) we do like this fun sequence where it's between the lockwood mansion with Liv, luke and tyler and then also alaric's office with alaric damon and elena Mm-hmm. So basically, um effectively, this scene cuts like between them like seven times, but the gist of it is that Kai or Joe fuck. Joe hid her magic in a knife in Portland in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um Kai went back to Portland to look for it, but he didn't find it, so he thinks that knife was stolen. And he's correct. Damon did steal it when they were in Portland, I guess. Um, and so Kai needs the twins to do a locator spell to find the knife. So there's that. And Damon thinks that he has hidden the knife in a really good, secure space. And he goes and he takes down a picture from the wall and opens up the back. And he's like, the knife is right here. And there's nothing there. And you're like, oh, okay. So there's that. Sometimes I just... The way that the show plays with time is interesting because you think that these two scenes are happening concurrently. They are not. Luke and Liv and Tyler's scenes um, happened a lot earlier in the day than uh, the Damon, Alaric, and Elena scene. So I do like this little playing of time. This whole sequence, though, is stupid. They say everything twice, and I'm fucking mad about it. Mm-hmm. Very sorry. No, you're valid. We were at the prison world, where Bonnie is hanging popcorn garland from her tree. And uh, then we hard cut back to 2007. And Caroline's main conflict is that uh her dad's not gonna be at the christmas tree lighting ceremony this year um 
Miss Forbes has a very like paper thin excuse of like, yeah, he's helping his friend Steven moving move a couch. Um, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Again, like reminder, um Caroline's dad is gay and also was very anti-vampire. So he was doing one of those things. He was doing one of those things, <laughs> you know? You he know when you're gay, doing- anti-vampire, and you're helping your boyfriend move a couch? While also you know? trying to plan for your next vampire kill? But you're also becoming Megamind, so you don't get compelled at all, ever? Right. Okay. Everybody goes to that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, everybody goes through their gay anti-vampire phase. It's totally fine. Right, right. The girls are all together in their freshman year of high school. It's Caroline, it's Elena, it's Bonnie. We haven't seen these three on screen together in so long. And I forgot how much I missed this trio. Guys, they're besties. Yeah. It really, it just, it just I, made I me I actually do miss friendship on this show. I miss people being friends on this goddamn show. It was it was such a nice touch early seasons. You know, just friends being friends. And now the three girls who are the most friends. They've been the separated. They've, They've been, been separated. torn apart. And I just, I want them back. They haven't been together. They have not all been in the same place since like, oh my God, the finale of season four. Yeah. We have missed these three all the whole time. Like, Bonnie's especially. I've missed her being friends with somebody other than Damon. Right. Like, it's, like, not the same. Love them, but it's not the same. Just, like, let Bonnie come back to life. Fuck, the show hates her so bad. And for what? This show hates her so bad, and for what? I'm so fucking pissed. <sighs> it's not deserved. It's not deserved. Undeserved like, hatred, like for she's, sure. She's literally the light of this show, okay? She is. Like, she deserves better. All the time. Every single time, she deserves better. Like, the only thing is that they definitely just got her... Oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. They had her in these flashback scenes. I was about to say, they only had her in, like, these prison world scenes. So they, like, had her come on. Well, also, she was there for, like, she was there on set, like, one day. Right. (sighs) So frustrating. Like, Bonnie deserves better. And she'll always deserve better. Bonnie for sure deserves better. Brian and I sort of talked about it. Brian and I touched on it last week. But like the racism dripping off of this show is no more evident in the way that it treats Bonnie like absolute shit garbage. Come on. Like be real. Be for real here, Julie Pleck. Be for real. Kat Graham deserved so much better than what this show gave her. She does. Like it's like my criticisms of Cat Graham aside, she like went on this show. Was was I think the only she was the only black lead. 
Yeah. And she just got treated like shit. And she got treated like absolute dog shit. Like, it's just not fair. Like, Julie Plek, count your days. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you can't tell me that we're like, why, like, Matt's still kicking around and Bonnie's been doing the same prison world bullshit for like a whole season? Come on, be for real. The girlies are all going to spend Christmas together because they've never spent a Christmas apart. I love them so much. <laughs> so sad. Caroline and Stefan have like a little fighting moment. Um, Caroline is like, Stefan says some shit and Caroline rightly calls uh, calls him out on it. Stefan's like, I'm trying. And she's like, you're trying? This is the easy part. We're hanging Christmas lights. Anybody can be friends when you're hanging Christmas lights. Like, and you're so right, Caroline. This is the easy part of friendship. And Stefan is like, I'm trying. Shouldn't I get bonus points for that? No. No, you should not, sir. Fuck, Stefan still pisses me off so bad. He like, he gets better at the end of this episode, but like, goddamn. I hate his ass. He's kind of annoying. I get it. I get it. Um, Liz walks in with hot chocolate and Stefan leaves. And um, Liz like looks, suddenly she like looks rather faint and she collapses um, and like straight up faints. Like she drops the hot cocoa on the ground and everything. And this, besties, is the moment my heart fucking broke because I forgot <laughs> that they introduced this storyline right now. <laughs> I forgot. I, I knew this storyline happened. I forgot it started already. I thought this was like a very late season, season six, six thing. No. But I'm like, no, right we're now. like not even halfway through it. And we are in fact <laughs> like, what? Come on. Like, why? Why? Why, why are you going to do this? Um, at the sem- we're kind of going to buzz through some of this because a lot of this is like two scenes doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Kai draws a stick in the dirt for the anti-magic border. Thank you for finally doing that because nobody else would. Everybody else was just going off of like vibes in their memory, I guess, which is so fucking stupid. Thank you, Kai, for finally fucking just like drawing a line. <laughs> Very helpful, sir. Uh, Kai tries to put um, Joe's magic back in her by stabbing her with a knife. Great. Good job, bestie. Um, it does not work. <laughs> um, Luke leaves. Uh, and Joe reveals that she put her magic in there by choice. Taking it back is also a choice. Um, so... Kai's going to go find a bandage while Liv uh, does that for her. Elena meets up with Caroline at the hospital. Caroline's like, I don't know what happened. One second we're decorating. The next she's on the ground. Um, They have a besties moment and I totally, I miss them being just like regular besties. Again, I know I sound like a broken record this episode, I miss them being besties. Yeah. 
Are we ever going to get that back? Mm-hmm. Uh. Also, Caroline says the dumbest shit in the world right here, though. So, like, yes, I miss her and Elena's besties era. I also... Whatever the fuck was going on here, where, like, she's like, you know, you and Damon... <laughs> Like, it's great how he's always been there for you when it mattered, you know, through thick and like, thin. Like, shut up, Caroline. Dad. Shut Maybe up. Maybe I haven't given him enough credit. Girl, but, fuck shut him. Up. Shut up, please. Fuck him. Shut up, girl. What is going what? on? Shut the fuck there? up. There's, some, there's something wrong going on over there. Because, like, no way. I know you're, you're like, right really now. thrown off by your mom. Right. So, like, it's kind of messing with your head a bit. And I get that. But, right. like, girl, be for real. Be fucking for real right now. Like, let's get All it together. Too thick and thin. Maybe I haven't given him enough credit. Girl, get no, your head out your ass. You've given him too much credit right now, Caroline. Just like remember everything Damon has ever done. Remember what he did to you. Right. Really? Right. I always forget this. But season one. Season one. Like I, Everybody always forgets it. But like, and oh my like, god. We cannot forget this, actually. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. Never fucking forget. God, this fucking show. Tyler gets a call from Damon. They have a little, like, back and forth. Um, at the dorms, Damon runs into Luke, and he's like, Luke is like, I'm not telling you. And before you threaten my to rip my head off, remember all this does is guarantee Kai having to merge with Joe. And Damon's like, is that all you people think of me? That I just instantly resort to violence? I just have a question. I mean, look, I get why you don't want to merge with Liv, okay? Because no one wants to see that face with her hair. I get it. But what makes you think merging, Kai merging with Joe is any smarter? I mean, he killed four of your siblings and that was all without magic. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure when Kai gets all that power, he's just going to mellow right out. The first smart person talking in a while. And here's the thing, though, that directly mimics what Luke said earlier. Right. Again, unfortunately, I have to admit, in this circumstance, Damon is right. Right. He's right. Thank you, Damon, for bringing Luke back to his his senses. Exactly. Thank you. Because, like, he already knew this and then got... I'm gonna gaslit. I'm not. He didn't get gaslit. He got gaslit into believing that that was a bad idea. No, Luke, use your brain. Thank you, Damon, for reminding him. Like no one's yeah, using their it's brain. It's like, come on. Like he had to like like the fact that Damon had to say it one more time for it to make sense. I think Luke got really. I don't know if gaslit's the right word, but Luke certainly get- got. It's it's somewhere in there. You know what I mean? Like Luke certainly they, got over overpowered by his sister and Tyler right, there. Right. Like they definitely convinced him of doing something he knew was wrong. Yeah, gaslit's not I don't think the word, but the like word. it's That's something in that vein. And I he can't got, think got, of the word right now. It's, it's not, killing it's me. It's not even like he's being manipulated per se. It's more like they like they like overpowered him in the discussion to a point where he couldn't say no. Exactly. Yeah, just ugh, yeah. Um, so we cut to the small little warehouse where Enzo and Matt meet up. Um, Enzo is apparently he is supposed to get all of the 
um, information that Monique told Matt about her past. And he, that's like what he's getting from Matt. Okay, great. Fucking who gives a shit? The reason they're meeting up is paper goddamn thin. Um, basically, Enzo gets overpowered by Matt and Jeremy. And uh, basically, I want to finish this here is that Matt and Jeremy drag Enzo across the room. They're like, wouldn't it be a billion times easier to just stake him in the chest? And Matt's like, yeah, but he wouldn't suffer. Get the door. And you're like, okay, Matt, are you good, bestie? And Matt and Jeremy have this fucking back and forth. And I know we're joking that Matt is like vampire racist or like in a militia and shit. But like the shit Matt says here feels very like straight up alt-right. Like we can joke, but like some of the shit he says, I'm like, oh, if you just replace vampires with any sort of real world group of people, somebody is saying this rhetoric actually unironically out loud. Right. So Matt like says some shit, like he killed an innocent girl, like he deserves to suffer. And Jeremy's like, oh, you sound just like Trip. And Matt says, you mean the guy whose neck Enzo slid open for trying to protect innocent people? Mm, huh? And Jeremy is like, I'm just saying you're being like a little intense here. And Matt's like, maybe that's the problem, Jared. We've been looking the other way because we're friends with vampires. But how many people need to die for us to face the fact that vampires also kill people? And Jeremy's like, okay, so what? You just do the same thing to Stefan or Elena or Caroline? And... Matt just, like, ignores him, brushes him off. And Jeremy's like, look, I know how you feel. I was supernaturally programmed to take out my sister. But the whole us versus them thing is going to drive you crazy and it's going to get you killed. Gang, I don't think I have words right now. But, like, good God. (sighs) Just all types of bad. It's just all types of awful. It's, it's like just so. It's ba- It's very bad. Very very bad. Like he needs to get out of here. That How man needs that? to leave town. How about that? How about you just leave town, and we can live in peace. Like. Just goddamn, <laughs> get Matt off this fucking show, right? Get Matt off this damn show. I'm fucking tired of him. I'm tired. Let's of continue. Him too. Fuck. All right, back to the hospital. Um. Elena and Steph, Caroline's off getting a drink right now. Um, Elena and Stefan are like looking through the observation window and Elena, there's like a lot of doctors in there and Elena's like, is it just me or does that look really bad for somebody who just fainted? Which is so funny because I also say that every single time I go into a hospital. No matter what I'm in there for, I'm always like, 
damn, that's like a lot of doctors for like something that shouldn't be serious. Um, <laughs> uh, and Stefan points out a doctor that came in from radiology and he's like, I overheard her say glioblastoma. I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I am not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Effectively, what it is, is that um, it's like, I believe it is cancer of the brainstem. I think it's like cancer that like, it's a it's a lesion that, latches onto your brainstem and from there like you can't operate on that because you're that's your brainstem there's such a high margin for error there you know what I mean I think that's what it is Mm -hmm. and um they find out that Caroline that Liz has not told Caroline this yet so even though like Carol, even though that Liv is or Liz, Jesus God, it's early, huh? Yeah. Um, even though that Liz is like probably dying from this because it is such a tricky form of cancer to get out of your body. Mm-hmm. Um Liz hasn't told Caroline. And she's known for a few weeks now. I just, like, I'm so upset about Liz. I'm also so upset about Liz. She's so good. Like, she's such a good parent. She's such a good parent. She does not deserve this storyline. But also, like, they made it extra sad by, like, not only... bringing like making sure that we have flashback scenes this episode but also like her showing up to caroline's dorm and you you, the thing is right you kind of can get a feeling for like she was probably going to tell her that day like the like a couple days after christmas yeah like it feels bad because you know that like then it kind of makes you wonder like oh that's why she brought all the christmas stuff to caroline she wants her to have a really good christmas before Things get bad. That. Like, like it fucked up. So, so fucked up. up, actually. Like, I didn't ask for this. Why are you hurting me so much? Like, that's so fucked up. This, this episode, emotional terrorism for real. Right. So now we head back to the graveyard. To the Salvatore tomb. And... The Salvatore tomb is not as this big. They showed, I finally paid attention this time. They showed like an outside shot of the tomb. It's not that big, y'all. Y'all are running around inside that every other goddamn day. Like it's a whole fucking one bedroom apartment. It's like, it's not that big. (laughs) Come on. They showed a shot of it and I was like, there's nothing on the walls here. Like, where is all this space you guys keep, like, picturing? It's just so wild to me. Anyway, um, Joe asks Liv to free her. And Liv's like, you know, you got 18 years of freedom and now it's 
time for her to face her responsibility to the coven. Liv implies here that she wouldn't win to Luke in the merge, which I think is interesting. Because uh, what actually makes determines like who's winning in the merge? So, well, we don't know. We've never seen like a really solid regular merge. Uh-huh. Um, because like it's implied that Kai would win the merge with him and Joe because he is a siphoner. And what the merge is doing is you taking the other person's magic, right? Mm, okay. So we can assume that Kai would win a merge because he's a siphoner. You can't overpower him in the time it would take for him to drain you of magic. Mm-hmm. Yikes. That's also why it's sort of like a big deal for, spoiler alert, for legacies, um, because both of the twins are siphoners. Right, right, Who's right, gonna win? Okay. Like, is that just gonna like be a black hole? Like, what is going on okay. here? You know what I mean? Okay, that makes a lot more sense, actually. Contextualizing it with legacies. Yeah, so... With Luke and Liv, you know, like, it, it's it's interesting because, yeah, we never know how their merge, don't know how, like, Luke and Liv's merge would play out. So we don't know how the merge would play out between two witches who are on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. We know that, like, Joe would lose her and Kai's merge because Kai is a siphoner and so he could just take her magic, which is effectively what the merge is. But it's sort of, like, assumed that the merge is, like, a fight between two witches and whoever takes the other's magic first, like, wins. I don't know. It's so, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. So I, weird. I think, so, so basically what, what Joe has to do is she has to basically find out a way to stop Kai from being a siphon in order to win the, in order to win the merge, right? Yeah, she would need to find a way to overpower him before he could drain her of her magic, basically. Mm, interesting, interesting. That's that's how I'm reading it. Um, so Liv, though, starts, like, hyping up Joe. She's like, but what if you win? You know? What if you win the merge? And Kai returns and he saps Liv's magic and then Joe takes her, takes her magic back to make him stop killing Liv. Alaric and Damon are approaching the tomb. Rick's still angry at Damon. They lure Kai outside. Damon rushes him. Kai pushes him over the magic border. They have a whole little scuffle. Um, Rick sneaks up on Kai on the other side of the border and just holds a gun to his head. And is this the first time we've seen an actual real gun in like TVD? This is the first time I've seen a gun ever in this show. Like, like they have like they're gun. like shotguns. The the hunters had like guns, but they all like shot wooden stakes and shit. This right. is like just a Glock. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so like, like this is just well, a Glock. How do I explain this? It's like <laughs> it's like all of a sudden I'm in a crime show. <laughs> and it's, it's so like weird. I saw it's this like, and I was like it feels Why so do you out have of place. just a block? Right. What? <laughs> like it's so it's so shiny. It looks brand new. It for sure is brand new. This prop right. was specially made for this, and it's brand fucking new. 
Like, it's so, so out of character. Like, it's who's so weird? Who's, who's bringing a gun to a fight in the vampire diaries? Who's bringing a gun to a witch fight? What the right. fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? I mean, like, okay, sure. Uh, fine. <laughs> He's about ready to shoot. Just shoot Kai in the head. Right. <laughs> I can't even say this this line without being deeply unserious. Like, this whole exchange is so unserious. So, um, Alaric is ready to just straight up shoot Kai in the head, but Joe comes out and she's like, don't shoot him because Luke and Liv will have to do the merge if Kai dies. And she's like, you know, I can beat Kai. I just need time to get stronger. And Damon's like, no, just fucking kill the dude. Like, this is our chance. Just fucking shoot him. And again, I hate to agree with Damon here. Just kill him. Just kill him. Just kill him. Just, just kill him. Is it worth it? I don't think so. Like, come on. Like, years of havoc onto the human race versus um, some two people having to merge, unfortunately. Like, one death versus, like, a thousand. Like, it's just so, like, this man is the fucking boogeyman for an entire he murdered people already like what right you're like i'm gonna save like i get it it sucks that luke and Liv are gonna have to merge and i'm so sorry for them because i do love both of them equally right me too i love them but it's much better that they merge than you take the gamble on joe getting stronger right sometimes you have to take a sacrifice a sacrifice is a sacrifice like, I'm so sorry it's the sacrifice play. Like, I'm so sorry. It's just like, come on. <laughs> come on. Are you kidding me right now? Right. I know you trust Joe with everything. I get that. You've also known her for three weeks, and she's had her magic back for five minutes. She's like, going to get strong enough to beat a very angry siphoner in the merch? No. Uh, have, no. Have we thought this through? No, absolutely not. No. Like, <laughs> it's just so. <sighs> like, it's like, it makes no sense when you think about it. Yeah, like, I, I understand that I, I understand that you really like Luke and Liv and you want them both to live. I'm so sorry. I'm killing Kai. You have right. the shot. Take it. Right. I get it. You might Go break up it. with your girlfriend. That's very sad. I get it. These two children that you really don't know that well might have to merge. Oh, darn. Are you like, come on. Come on. Come on. Like, we we can, so like sometimes and it really does feel like Luke would lose. Let's be honest. It does. But I don't know the way that she the way that Liv sort of talks about it, well, maybe she does think she'll win. I don't know. She's like, 
Luke's all I've got. If we merge and he dies, I may as well be dead too. Girl, your dad's still alive. <laughs> like, right. Luke's all I've got. There are some members of your family still alive. I mean, alive. I think maybe they're mo- the other members of the, of the family suck. And like, sure. Yeah. So like, may- maybe I get that, you know? But like, one person versus the fact that Kai is going to be a fucking professional menace. Girly. Mm, let's just let's just think rationally. Let's use all of our brain cells and for, do what's best for humankind. Because isn't that what witches are all about, too? Aren't they supposed to be, like, sort of there for the humans since they're sort of human as well? Like they're the most yeah, they're supposed human? to be the besties of the humans. Theoretically, yes. So, like, come on. Do it Keep for the, the humans. balance of nature. Right. Do it for the humans. Nature has a Glock right now, and he <laughs> should have shot Kai. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that I'm right, and you know I am is the yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Back to the Lockwood Mansion. Tyler and Luke get in a little scuffle. L- Liv comes in, and she's like, everybody chill. Joe thinks she can beat Kai. And Luke's like, that's <laughs> bullshit. Like, Kai's a million times stronger. She'll die. And the first thing Kai's going to do is kill everyone in our coven as punishment for putting him away. And then he'll turn on innocent people because he's crazy and bored and homicidal. And then Liv is like, fine, then I'm selfish. But I'd rather be alive and selfish than a dead martyr who served her purpose to her Like, coven. you're about to die anyway, man. Like, girl, you're gonna die! You, you are the coven he way. will kill! Right. Like, like, you're dying either way. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Girly, let's get it together. Get it together. Come on. Come on. Like, It's just so... Girly, you are delusional. Luke is the only correct one here, and it's because he's gay. Right. Can I say this? Yeah. Luke's right no, you're allowed to say because it. he's gay. Right. You're correct. Stefan and Elena, basically, in the hospital. Hey, remember they're doing that? <laughs> remember that's also going on in this episode? Lots of stuff uh, going on. So Elena and Stefan are like, Stefan decides that he's going to be the one to tell Caroline. And he's like, you know, I I haven't been there for her. Caroline needed me and I ran away, so I'm I'm going to do it. Um and Elena her mission is to tell Damon cuz remember uh Damon and and Sheriff Forbes are besties. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I know. Hasn't been Forgot. in a while, but they're they're besties. Forgot. Kind of hard to tell, um, but sure. Joe and Alaric have a cute little convo. Joe Alaric gets a blanket out of the car and wraps it around Joe. And I'm reminded during this that um, <laughs> Joe's really pretty. <laughs> Jody Lynn O'Keefe is really gorgeous. Sorry, I just like. No, I get it. I was just like reminded of it when I saw her all cozied up in the blank, and I'm like, "Oh, you're gorgeous." <laughs> I love when. So sorry, but you're gorgeous. I love when people are just like, "What's the word I'm looking for?" 
They're like gorgeous, but not in like an in-your-face way. You know? It's like, it's kind of like, oh, I for, like sometimes like someone's like super, super pretty. But like, you and you know this, but sometimes you look at it and you're like, wow, you're really pretty. Yeah. You know? You get like the reminder of like, oh, yeah. Right. It's like, I haven't forgotten at all. But like, just like in this setup here. You're looking extra good today. Yeah, exactly. Like in this light with this little blanket around your, like all cozied up. God, you're gorgeous today, aren't you? Like, you know, yeah. it just, it just right. happens. Listen. Right, right. Um, Damon is throwing rocks at a large headstone that Kai is chained to the other side of. Um, Kai has like some good questions of like, hey, is it like a dome or like, a bubble like say you were in a 747 flying over mystic falls would you die you know that could be dangerous like if you're headed to new york and your pilot reroutes for weather and (laughs) he's so funny he's being dead serious too he's dead he wants to know and he's so right it also occurred to me that when he says like you're headed to new york and your pilot reroutes for weather that probably is the Portland to New York reroute, right? right. Like, right. It, it just occurred to me. I'm like, oh, that's because you're flying from Portland because that's your sense of reference. I really like that little touch. <laughs> anyway, Damon's like, you know, when I kill you and you're in hell, you can ask a bar full of dead travelers who cast the damn spell. And Kai's like, that's a lot of travelers. Must be a pretty big spell. And then you can tell... That he, like, has the idea. He's like, oh, shit. A really big spell. So big. It covers every inch of an entire town. Damon, sometimes stop. Don't speak. But also, like, I don't know how he could have missed it thus far. I mean, sometimes. He's a siphoner. He can feel when magic is there. I I don't know. I just. I don't know. Maybe he, like, I don't know. I was just going to say, like, oh, maybe he, like, it didn't cross his mind. But, like, if he can feel that the magic's there, I don't know how he missed that. Alaric pulls up uh, to the border, and he's like, Damon, what the fuck are you doing? You're just throwing rocks at the at the grave that Kai's chained to. And Damon's like, hey, can I ask why we continually compromise logic for some girl you just met? So true, King, actually. So true. I know you're a hater for this one, but kind of so true. Right. And Alaric is like, you know, I don't know how I went so long without saying this, but you're a real dick. Also so true. Matt Davis, you're a fucking idiot and you're a transphobic piece of shit. But like Alaric, so you're so right for this one, bestie. Right. Um... And Damon's like, Bonnie's stuck over there because of him. She's over there and I'm over here and I hate myself for it. And Alaric hits him with the, yeah, and killing him will make you feel better. So let's just stop pretending for a second that this is about anyone else but you. And then Damon throws a rock at one of the tires on Alaric's car hard enough to puncture it. And he's like, "Mm, you should probably go change that. Petty bullshit. Can I say this episode is the most lovable Damon's been for a while yeah i agree he's kind of it's kind of weird he's like bickering with alaric helping out with the luke situation kind of not being a nuisance which is 
Yeah, like, he's helpful this episode because he and Luke are co, like, voices of, of logic right now. Right. Which I thought I'd never hear from Damon. Literally, this is insane. how old plans her? Like, maybe something, maybe going into that prison world really changed him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kai is drawing the traveler's magic from the earth. Dun, dun, dun. Yikes. In the prison world, Bonnie is again doing one of those long shots where she's just dragging an extension cord towards her sad little tree, which is so funny. <laughs> um, And we... Go to another flashback to another Mystic Falls. This time, 2009 Mystic Falls. Um, when the show started, Liz, Sheriff Forbes has some like, you know, the holidays are all about being with loved ones. And that's what makes this tradition so special. It's a reminder that no matter where you are, you have a friend. Aww. Mm-hmm. Um, Elena and Bonnie do literally say aww and put their heads together because they're fucking corny. And I love them. <laughs> Caroline joins them and she's like, biggest mistake of junior year, including the boys in Secret Santa. Stefan is officially the worst gift giver. Um, I like how they keep having Caroline mention what grade they're in so, they, so that you know that these are right. different years of flashbacks. Because right. I <laughs> did not realize that at first in this one. <laughs> I know they changed outfits, but like, no, because my brain. I was, li- I was a little distracted in the beginning, so I thought this was all during. Same, the time of them being in Mystic, like like right before, like when the vampire stuff started happening. Like I thought that's where we were this entire time, and then I come to the transcript, and it's like 2007. I'm like, what? And then you say the freshman. I'm like, oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Caroline holds up a little corny ass like Mystic Falls snow globe that Stefan got her for Secret Santa. And like, yeah, actually, terrible Secret Santa gift. <laughs> uh, and Bonnie's like, well, I love my bracelet that you got me. They're besties. I love them so much. Me too. Um, they hug. They're besties. I miss them so bad. This is so sad. Like, we've really been deprived for too long. We have been so deprived. God. Just so um, Stefan walks up to Caroline in the hospital and um, he's like, we need to talk. Um, at the Mystic Falls Cemetery, can I say I fucking hate this scene? The wind has just started insanely hard out of nowhere. <laughs> and Damon's like, hmm, that's weird. Bestie? No Are one, you fucking kidding me? No one is. The crazy part, like, that, that's the craziest part. There's, like, shit going on. And no one's, like, looking over, like, oh, is Kai doing something? Like, the wind is blowing, like, fucking straight line winds before a damn tornado. And he's like... Hey, where are you? I can't hear you in the phone. And like the reception cuts out and he doesn't think that that's weird. Right. 
Like, come like, on. Come on. So Damon loses his cell phone connection. Uh, then we go cut to, meanwhile, at the high school, Jeremy walks through the crowd standing around the Christmas tree. He, he, he's the only one doing normal person shit this episode. Um, and when someone plugs in the lights for the Christmas tree, like a few of them burst. Um, elsewhere, Matt is driving Enzo over the town line because he's a fucking, he's fucking awful. And the radio goes a, goes a little haywire. And he like hits it a few times. It evens out and he turns it up. Um, and so it's like, hey, can I, can we listen to literally anything other than your dog shit music? The answer is no. It's Matt's dog shit music or bust here. Um, Damon finally realizes that something's fucking strange. Uh, and he like gets up and he walks towards Kai and he's like, he stopped talking. He never stops talking. That's what gave you the idea, bestie? Not the tornado that's happening above you? Not the random cell reception dropping out? The fact that Kai finally stops talking? Come on. Like, come come on. on. You were doing so well this episode. You were using your brain a lot? Like, the logic was, like, going... The logic was logicking, and now, what have you done? You're so dumb. You You were so close to getting a perfect score this episode. So close. You were so close. And Kai is chanting and the chains on his wrist just melt off of him. And Damon's like, hey, wait, what happened to his chains? And Alaric looks up like, is he chanting? Yeah. Yeah, dipshits. He is. (laughs) What did happen to the chains? Like, come on. Come on. They're so stupid. Like, it's so sad. Like, like. Idiots. Idiots. You're so dumb. So Matt crosses the border into Mystic Falls. The roof of the van is open and Enzo starts to burn in the sun. Matt gets out of the van, goes around to open the back. uh, And Enzo is lying still. Matt reaches out to turn him over and Enzo moves with vampire speed, grabs his throat unaffected because the magic, the anti-magic spell is gone. And Enzo, <laughs> Enzo's really funny. He's like, it's a Christmas miracle. Which is so funny. Um, back at the cemetery, Kai stands up and Damon's like, oh, you little magic sucker. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> no shit, bestie. Kai levitates Alara, slams him into a tree. Damon rushes Kai. Um... Kai shoves Damon off. Damon goes to punch him and Kai disappears because he's a Gemini witch and they just disappear a lot. And Damon goes over to Rick and um, they have this like bro moment, which is so fucking stupid. Um, Damon offers out his hand and he's like, take my damn hand, Rick, come on. And Damon and Alaric like, finally accepts Damon's help and gets up. It's like, just take another minute and get up of your own power if you're angry. You're not that hurt, bestie. (laughs) Bestie. (laughs) You're not, like, leaning on him for support or anything. You're just, like, a little banged up. Right. 
Anyway, Alaric is like, wait, how are you not dead? And they both look over to the line Kai drew in the dirt, and they're both on the anti-magic side. They're like, why did it take you this long to realize what was going on? Da- how did Damon not figure it out? Like, come on. We're just not using our noggins today. Huh? Because, like, like, the fact that it took Damon, like, crossing over and then been pointing it out, like, I'm sorry. That's so, like, unbelievable. I think they used all of their brain cells in the first half hour of this episode. They didn't have <laughs> any left for the last 15 minutes. Uh. Enzo and Matt have some fucking dumb shit conversation, and Enzo's like, you know, if I've learned any- if we've learned anything from today, it's that we should kill our enemies with haste. Uh, which I think is very funny, considering Enzo, the first thing he did, the first thing that Enzo did when he like got out was like murder a bunch of people who were his enemies. Like, yeah, practice what you preach. Thank you. <laughs> And so has some speech about how he is so like, he's so jealous of Stefan. You're going to help me like deplete every ounce of happiness from his life. And when there's nothing left, I'll decide if you get to live, et cetera, et cetera. Happy holidays. Whatever. Damon walks into the Salvatore house and texts uh, and calls Elena. And they're going to meet up. They're going to meet up at the Salvatore house because they can go back to the Salvatore house. Wow. Yay. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> um <laughs> Stefan tells Caroline the news about her mom. Ugh, such a sad moment. And Caroline just like breaks down crying and Stefan holds her. <sighs> Stefan does say something and he's like, you know, like Caroline, if do you think that if our blood cured cancer, we would have heard about that by now? And I think it's interesting that this is where they're drawing the line of vampire blood healing. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. We'll talk more about it later, certainly, because there is more about this specific subject later. But I think it's interesting that this is where they're drawing the line. Right. In a little, like, transition, in, like, a really funky little bit of filmmaking, um, Bonnie and Jeremy both stand by the tree. Bonnie at her tree in the prison world. Jeremy by the tree in the real world. And Jeremy's like, we miss you, Bonnie. And Bonnie's like, I miss you guys. And Bonnie sets fire to her tree. (laughs) And just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) There's no reason behind it. But also, yeah, man, if I was in a fucking prison world, I would just, and everything reset every day. Yeah, fuck it, I'll set some shit on fire. It's so poetic. Why not? It's so poetic. <laughs> it's so poetic. It felt very like Taylor Swift music video of her. I don't right. know why. <laughs> but it felt very T-Swift music video of her. I agree. I agree. As a resident Swifty here, I agree. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm not a Swifty, but that just felt like very Taylor that's, Swift That's music something she video. would do, for sure. Back at the Salvatore Mansion, Damon hears the rumbling of an, of an engine, and he sees Stefan drive up in Damon's car. And Damon's like, what the fuck? This was gone. I blew this up. And Stefan's like, yeah, well, you weren't around to annoy me for the last four months, so I had some extra time on my hands. <laughs> this is the first good, funny thing Stefan's done in quite a while. Right. And he's just like, hey, do me a favor. Don't die again. Those fenders were a real bitch to find. Yeah, so true. <laughs> um, outside, Damon, or Elena walks up to the Salvatore door and she sees the mistletoe. She knocks. 
And um, Damon walks over, opens the door, and she's like, oh, ha-ha, mistletoe, clever. Uh, and Damon's like, hello? Is anybody there? You're like, huh? And... For a second, by the way, I thought this was like another flashback. And I was like, how are we, why are we doing another flashback? Yeah, it's so weird. It's because they did 17 different flashbacks this right. episode. So you're like, oh, fuck, another one? All right, I was like, here oh, we she's go not again. There. I guess we're doing another one. Exactly. Uh, and Elena's like, Damon, what are you doing? And then you see it from Damon's point of view where there's like, there's nobody on the front porch. Right. And he's like, are you going to let me in? Or, And then Damon just like closes the front door again. Which is so funny. <laughs> um, and then you see a shot looking at Elena. And Elena's like, um, okay. And Kai pops up and he's like, so I may have put a cloaking spell on us. How genius is that? Like, and then he just fucking hits her. And that's the end of the episode. Let me just say how this is. I think the Kai showing up shot was so well done. It's, it's like, so well done. It's like a shot of Elena coming up to the door. And a shot of Damon. Oh, no one's here. And Elena's confused. Still by herself. And then a shot, another, another shot of Damon closing the door. And we're back and Kai's just right behind her. It's like a jump scare in a way. Because she's like, what? What the fuck? Where'd you come from? Yeah, exactly. The way they shoot this scene is really clever. Anyways, what is he going to do with Elena? Hmm. Oh, girl. Oh, wait. I don't know. We got to add to the Elena kidnap counter. Oh, my God. We haven't gotten to add to that in quite a while. We were at 14 at the end of last season. This is her first time getting kidnapped this season. Congrats, girly. You made it longer than you ever have before. Now this is the 15th time you've been kidnapped. (laughs) I just remember that we have that. (laughs) This is, by the way... I really can't. I'm not shitting you, by the way. Um, this is the longest time she's gone without being kidnapped because she went one, two. She went eleven episodes without being kidnapped. That is the longest time she's gone without being kidnapped. It's kind of like when she's not playing a damsel in distress all the time. They don't know what to do with her. Hmm. Interesting. That's so wild. That's so weird. Why would they do that? They wouldn't. Mm. They would never. They know exactly what they want to do with Elena. Right. They have a clear path for her, of course. They definitely know what they're doing with her um <laughs> with her character. <laughs> oh, poor Elena. <laughs> poor Elena. Poor Elena. Um that's it, actually. Hmm. By the way, in case you're wondering, this is the first episode this season to feature every single main character. Whoa. And it you didn't want to know what the second episode of this season to feature every main character is? Which which one? The finale. <laughs> <laughs> well, this I, is a least... great mid-season, man. Yeah, I I really appreciate it. It doesn't feel like like packed too packed up like it doesn't feel like overwhelming they paced it really well i think yeah i think a lot of the the cutting between scenes that they did that was quick and it was like right it was straight to the point needed to happen 
a really and, good mid-season finale. Yeah, I gotta say. And, and I feel like they utilize everyone pretty well. Yeah, I think you this episode, yes, I think that's a great way to put it. It utilized everybody really, really well. Yeah. And that's it for this episode, gang. Um, wow. What an ep. Jordan, scale of one to ten, what are you ranking this episode? I really like this episode. I think I too. It's been a while since I watched episode of the Vampire Diaries because I had to like catch up um yeah. with like a couple episodes. Um, but I think the episodes I did watch really felt like I was getting back into the groove of watching this show. Um, which is like, I think, right, it's going to fall off next season. I'm going to hate watching this. But right now I'm enjoying it a lot. I think this episode's like really jam-packed with like characters, as we said before, because everybody shows up. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. The only thing is that I don't feel like I love this episode, but I think it's like a really good episode. Mm, objectively, it's Does a really good sense? episode. I think because of that, I would give it like an eight. An eight, okay. I think that's actually a very fair ranking. Yeah, because like I love this. I like, this episode was really good. It was engaging. I didn't feel bored while watching it. I think it mm-hmm. sums up a lot of stuff while it leaves a lot some things open, like how they're going to get ba- Bonnie out of the prison world. Or, um, oh, and I also really liked. Um, I mean, I don't think this was this episode, but I just want to say this, like from like a previous episode. I really like how they play. They um, brought about for, uh, revealing that Joe was lives and and um, yeah. Luke's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, this episode I think is really good overall, but like I don't love it. I think maybe the main thing that's missing for me is like I feel like obviously this is a mid-season finale, so they're like trying to wrap up a lot of stuff while like preparing us for the next half of the season. Um, But I think it's kind of missing some of that Vampire Diaries flair in terms of like... I guess there's there is a big bad, but like he doesn't feel that big yet. Does that make sense? Like I feel like a lot of TVD is like suspense building for a lot of their mm-hmm. really good episodes, where you're yeah. like, "What the fuck is gonna happen at the end of this episode?" And I feel like that's the only thing that was missing the suspense building because I kind of felt like it was like a good episode of TV, but I wasn't like on my toes for most of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I do understand. I think it's also just fundamentally, I think Kai is like a different type of villain yeah. than Klaus or Catherine is. Right. Because he doesn't need the suspense. Like they right. need the suspense. He's all about shock value 24-7 all right, the right, time. Right. And I think and so I think that's I think, fine. Yeah, his it's, his big episodes feel a little bit different. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that's fine. He makes an interesting character and an interesting villain just because of that. Um, But I am sort of missing the dramatics, you know? And you know what? I think we're going to get back to them. I am missing the fact that they didn't play a single fucking Christmas song. Oh, yeah. If 12 hybrids don't get murdered to a Christmas song, (laughs) what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) What the fuck are we doing then? Come on. Uh. Come on. I think I'm going to go with you. I think this is an eight. 
I think this is a pretty good episode. I don't think it's a fucking phenomenal episode, but I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah. And it's a very, like, obviously Christmassy episode. I enjoy it. I like that. I honestly, I honestly like that it's Christmassy when not being too on the nose about it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the big question, though, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Who's the MVP this episode? Hmm. I would have given it to Damon if he hadn't fucked up near the end. He really fucked it over, like, last minute. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, And that's, like, a first for me, because I never want to give anything to Damon. He annoys yeah. me. Um, Maybe Bonnie. Bonnie, I just, I feel like she didn't do much. She definitely didn't do much, but I kind of want to give it to her just because she's struggling. She's struggling. I don't want to give her, like, a pity MVP, though. Can um, I also say maybe, like, Luke? Yeah. I don't know. Him and Damon, I feel like, are kind of on the same plane. Okay, field. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, both of them were kind of smart, but not that smart this episode. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe we can give it to... Hmm, let me see, let me see. Let me think about Caroline? it. Caroline? Maybe Joe. Joe? Like, even though she... But Joe made it so that Kai didn't get glocked. Yeah. And so I feel like that makes it so that she can't be the MVP. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to give it to her because of, like, the... um, What's going to call it? The... I guess the passion she has for the twins and, like, her willingness to try to... I don't know. Um, Stefan? Maybe Stefan, actually. Is this Stefan's return episode for MVP? Just because everybody else is like doing their worst, right? But like he's Stephen, sweet. He he's brings like, Christmas lights. He breaks the news to Caroline. Right. He's there for her. He's rebuilt Damon's car. He's kind of he's kind of doing a good of, job this episode. Actually, is it kind of Stefan? Yeah, I would give it to Stefan. Stephen, are you back, baby? <laughs> Stefan hasn't gotten an MVP alone since, like, early season five. Wow. Wow. He's been going through a drought. He's been going through a drought, man. God, yeah. That's it. Any final thoughts about this episode? Mm. I like it. I dig it. Good episode. Good episode. Good, good mid-season finale, too. I didn't quite realize it was a mid-season finale until I looked at the air dates, but mid-season finale, good up. Good up. Next week, or not next week, in two weeks, because mm-hmm. remember, gang, we're every other week now. Next time on Afterbite, we're looking at season six, episode 11, Woke Up with a Monster. Ooh. Ooh, baby. I like that and title. One, it's a I good like- title, right? Yeah, that's good. It's a cheap trick song, actually. But yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a song title, honestly. I mean, remember, Brian had told us all of these are. Right, right, right. It's just this one very much sounds like a song title. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it makes a great episode title. You know those you know those fan fictions where they make a lyric? 
the title. Yeah, and then it's like half of the lyric, parentheses, the other half of the lyric. Yes, right. I'm like, that's, that's, that's all they, lowercase. Yeah, this is, this is the this is the I guess the TV version of that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that'll be next time on Afterbite. Until then, you can follow us at Afterbite Pod pretty much anywhere you get your you get your pod, you get your social medias. Yep. You know yep. the deal. Yep. All right, all right, we're done. Goodbye. Call all your right. mom.